Jamie, can you hear him okay? He's not talking. I I'm can not. hear Jamie. Here's 70. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. That looks good. I can hear looks, him. But uh, looks he's up. louder than you for me. Yeah. The uh he's I got a down more. He's got a hot mic, baby. Got these this this damn SM7B. I was talking to Chad this afternoon, Jamie, because he was testing his interface and the mic yeah. that he's got. And Which you one? know, uh he got an <laughs> He's got one of those uh, universal audio interfaces, so it's right. it's hot shit. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a nice preamp in it, and he sent me his test audio, and it sounded really good. And but he's got like he sent like three different mic test files. And he's they like, yeah, said, you just fuck you, Bo. Fuck you, Bo. I love you, options. <laughs> yeah, that was great. He was reading like uh, he was reading like mic and stage ready kind of you know test the mic sibilance 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 Rimlix, type stuff like you know the brown the big yeah right the big brown the, fox the big jumps, brown over the fence jumps over on the Tuesday. Fence. <laughs> oh god i brought uh, this uh mic down quite a bit more how's that okay yeah it looks that looks pretty good where are you at now if you're uh, 45 45 go ahead and, you know what let's kick it up to 50 let's get crazy Okay, there's 50. <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> so what are you doing, man? Oh, working hard and... Uh, are you? Yeah, pulling out my hair a little bit. Are you? You're coming down the home stretch, as it yeah. were. Yeah. Are you, I, uh, uh, you pretty close to being... If, if you were to gauge it, if you were to put it a percentage on how buttoned up you are, where would you say you sit? Uh, that's a scary question. We're going to it, you, you know, I mean, you know, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller, right? Um, and, and it's kind of the same thing. Every what you guys touch on every time of uh, you know inventory and how you how you track all that. You know, I've got yeah. four different locations of product, so I don't know where everything is at this point. No. <laughs> So yeah. I've, I've got to like kind of figure all that out in the next coming weeks. And, well, dude, you had a bunch of, uh, you took a bunch of stuff home at CobraCon. So, I mean, you physically keep oh, your that, inventory. That wasn't even and, all of it now. Oh, I, I know. That's what's crazy is I know, I think after that, you and I might've talked once or twice about um, other product that you had. And I kind of figured it wasn't it, but you still had a shit ton of stuff at CobraCon. Yeah. CobraCon, I'd say was maybe half of it. Really? Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's just kind of, uh, I think for the most part, everything is labeled. Um, and, uh, uh, dare I say that, you know, we're getting stuff matched. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I think right now the hard thing is, like I said, trying to locate everything, uh, have a good order to load it all up in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, I, I was stupid and I took on a Labor Day weekend show, you know, so I, I haven't even started anything on that. No, no script, no music. Here it is Wednesday. Oh, I love it, dude. So, That's T minus what? Three days. Are you doing it uh, Sunday? Uh, Saturday or Sunday. Saturday? I think yeah, Saturday. baby. Oh my God. You are yes. the man. You, so, and Mike, you and Mike got a lot in common. And the product <laughs> is you know, somewhere I, out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say that it's not anything crazy. I just, I told him, I said, I'm going to go back to the roots, you know, hand light some stuff, have some fun with it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I may actually, uh, I know some people would disagree with this, but 
Wing it. Safety being first thing on my mind, but what I think is see if I can do a script and hit some key points with mines and comets, but then just still go out there and hand light with cakes and shells and yeah, then yeah. have a fully scripted finale. Well, so, I mean, if, I think if you keep that stuff in totally separate positions, yep. I think you're you're nice and safe at that point. Because yeah, I mean, it's like you've got... Finale. Yeah, you got licensed guys out there doing their thing. But is it is it one four and one three? Is it just one four? It's just all one four. Sweet man. Yeah, it, it was it was only uh, maybe a fifteen hundred dollar budget, so it's not a not a whole lot. Okay, yeah, it's not crazy. It's not crazy with one one four though. I still don't envy you know uh, having to kind of go in and find your list of products and figure out okay, here's what I want to put here. Here's what I want to put there. Yeah, you know, with one three, I'm, it's a little easier when you're doing just like shells and hand lighting because you almost you know you take your assortments and you just try to spread your shells out and go to town. Um, yeah, and you really just kind of don't care. But uh, yeah, that sounds like zero fun at all. Uh, <laughs> it, with it being Wednesday, <laughs> and the show goes up on Saturday. I have full confidence in you. However, you're yeah, fine. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just wing it, man. <laughs> Just Welcome wing it. to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. Where Rosie, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. AJ. Where is he? I know him. Where is he? He's oh, kind of well, busy. He's, he's working on his Labor Day he's show busy. that's coming up in a few days. <laughs> yeah, he's got day. Exactly. He's got stuff to do. Apparently. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the Rhythm out. Pyro podcast. I'm Bo. That's Jamie. Hey. And we're hobbyists and semi-professional pyro show designers. We're big fans of the modern pyro musical. And this podcast is a place where we can get together, talk shop, talk art share some tips and tricks and a little bit of news and maybe some insights too with you. Today, I uh, am very, very happy that Brandon Williams, this year's Sky Wars Unlimited, is with us on the show. What's up, Brandon? What's going on, guys? Hey, everybody. What's Welcome. going on, man? First off, man, congratulations on getting a spot on the Un- Unlimited show. It's uh, been a long time coming. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Yeah, very tell me about honored. it. I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to carry this torch until the day that I am no longer accepted in this community. I want you, let me ask you a question. (laughs) If they come up to you next year and say, Hey, Brandon, would you be interested? Or actually even maybe this year, be like, would you be interested in doing the one for pro-am next year? What would your response be? Um, I, I mean, I would definitely pass. Okay, that's what I and I I figured that only because I know how much of a it, this is exhausting, you know. Doing any show at Sky Wars is is big, and it would just be nice to have a year off. But like, I feel like I've been pining for you to be in the one four pro am for years. I mean, I I wouldn't mind it, but I think a lot of people just don't really understand exactly, you know, what it costs. Uh, for, for one, I mean, it's, it's very, very crazy, even if you have yep. a bunch of sponsors. Yep. So, um, I mean, uh, honestly, kind of where I've had my 
um, you know, site set is kind of uh one three. So, yeah. you know, if I could find somebody to take me under their wing and, you know, give me a couple of years worth of work, you know, I'd, I'd really like to be in the one three stage. Nice, man. One, obviously I hope that I'm sure the unlimited show is just going to be fucking fantastic. I, I cannot wait to see it, man. Um, what state do you hail from? Indiana. Indy. Okay. Do you shoot one three with anybody? Have you ever been to a, a one three shoot site? Um, yeah, I've been, uh, working last, uh, couple of years with Casabella. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. Two, two or three years now. Yeah. That's cool. Tim will take you under his wing, man. Yeah. He's, he's really good guy. He's, he's taught me a lot. Um, and I mean, so just, just some things that, you know, like being able to shoot the, uh, Owensboro, Kentucky show, you know, being on a barge for the first time and, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've done that, what, two or three years now. So, oh yeah. Uh, so, um. That's, yeah, that's, that's always fun. That's gotta be, I was going to say, that's gotta be a blast being on a barge. And, and, and little known secret, uh, <laughs> the first year I looked at him square in the eyes and I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of terrified because <laughs> man, that, that setup, you know, Ellery knows some of those other guys know, <laughs> but you go on this little ramp to the barge and you have to jump like two or three feet to get on the barge. Yeah. So, you know, if you have like six inch racks, eight inch racks, yeah, you're literally throwing them up to the barge. Ooh. I don't have a life jacket and I don't know how to swim. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Boy. Oh, boy. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of scary <laughs> for me. That's, well, that's it. You told Tim that though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, if you if you go in, I don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of saving to do. <laughs> <laughs> Just get an entire rope, or, yeah, entire rope or some ratchet straps to you and just swing your ass from side to side. Corey <laughs> just says dibs on the equipment. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, I think that's everybody's favorite thing to do in fireworks yeah. when they're like, yeah, when you know we're best friends and all, but when you die, I get your dibs. stuff. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, terrible. that's a, I, dude. People don't realize, um, you know, how hot it is on barges. Do you guys shoot that in a dead? summer yep yeah it's uh july 4th we, oh uh, my god is it i think it is right on july 4th yeah so um, not a shade site and <laughs> no yeah shade. We, we usually have some pop-up canopies and stuff but what's really crazy is the the sand that's on the barge i mean it's just blistering hot oh dude yeah yep yeah the um it's the like the surface of the barge is just insanely yep. hot at all times well that's cool man not too many people get to do Barge shows. Do you guys fire that electronically? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Everything they do is uh, using Apex. Yeah. Is um, uh, does he? Do they hang out on the barge, and then does he fire from like a, a covered <laughs> position on the barge? So I don't. I don't know if I should really tell this, but there's a funny story with that. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's one year where they just had their main barge where all of their racks were. Yeah. And then they had the the tugboat. And apparently there were some crazy angles or something involved and just about hit the tugboat. Oh, and nice. so they basically said that there has to be a buffer barge in between. <laughs> and so we basically <laughs> hop across from one barge to the other and go all the way clear to the other end. It's like 200 feet or so. But Oh, man. Even Jeez. still, completely separate barge, man. You feel those eights hit and it just it rocks your feet. It's, oh, dude, it's that's so insane. Cool. That's a buffer barge. You never realize how tough those little tugboats are oh yeah until you see how much they're tugging 
Come yeah, on, good, Jamie, good for times, real. Good memories. <laughs> I set you up for that, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's okay. I was well, thinking that's, of a new one, but yeah, you know, I know it's hard. It's hard to get away from what you know. <laughs> the um, so when you got actually before we get into before we get into the unlimited stuff, you know, I I was so intrigued when I was talking to Paul about um, the blind pyro. And, you know, uh-huh. just that entire write up that you did the year that's the year is uh, that you did the blind. Can you kind of go back in your living memory and you know, just walk me through your experience? You know, like one, how did you get it? And two, how have the rules for the blind pyro at Skywars kind of evolved over the years? Memory or nightmare? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, take a pick. Yeah, I guess it'd be one and the same, right? Okay. Tell me um, how you tell everybody and then not know what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, I'll have to back up just a little bit. Um, and I know I've told probably just about everybody this, but I know there's a lot of people that well, now you've this literally podcast, so. told just about everybody this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I mean... Sky Wars, you know, back when it was a name that we no longer mention, hmm. you know, I used to watch, you know, these shows on YouTube, you know, when I was in high school, out of high school. And I'm just like, man, I would love to go to something like that sometime in my life. I'd love to, you know, be there and do that. And uh, one year I, t- I talked to my wife, Lindsay, about it. And she's just like, well, let's go. And that was the first year that they really changed her name. And, um, uh, so we decided to go and man, I like, yeah, first year to first year to sky wars. And we heard about this blind pyro and it's like, dude, where else can you pay a hundred dollars to get like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars worth of fireworks mm-hmm. and just blow shit up and have a good time, <laughs> you know? Right? So we signed up for it. We got some local buddies in on it and uh, that's where we kind of made the, the whistling kitty chasers and, and who all was on that team? Uh, so it was myself, my wife, uh, my buddy um, Ty Phillips, and his wife Amber Phillips. And then uh, I've got a friend that's down in Bloomington, uh, and his name is um, Kevin. I don't know where that went off, but um, so so yeah, it was actually kind of funny how uh, Kevin and I met. It was. <laughs> It was kind of like a like a Sky Wars story, you know. I was like, "Hey, I need some mods. Does anybody have any mods that could yeah. run out?" It's a tale as old as time. That one. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, man, I do." So I mean, every I mean, we've been buddies ever since. So you know, hey, do you want to go to Sky Wars and participate in this? And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And yeah, we so had is no it a, idea is it a hundred bucks into. per head or is it a a hundred bucks a team? Actually. Uh, my wife's right here. Is it a hundred dollars per head or a hundred per team? Per team. Yeah, per team. Oh, cool. So hi, Lindsay. I mean, e- even better. Bo says hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. I so, mean, I, so the first year that you did it, did you have to do any degree of of work to figure out, like, hey, what the fuck is this? Hey, what is it? You know, like, I did you get to experience the blind pyro, like, see it for yourself? So you kind of got an idea of what it was before you were like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And now I feel like I have an understanding of what it is. So here we go. Let's participate. No, it it was, it was very much, um, you know, 
Hey, I don't know what this is, but do you guys want to do it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, what is it? Nice. Okay, well, let me let me look it up and I'll tell you. Oh God, guys, you're not going to believe this. This uh, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> guys, tell this is terrible. This tell awful. me more. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, it was it was like, well, it's going to be fun, right? Yeah. So it's pyro. Um, it's got to be fun. Exactly. But <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we. I mean, we came in, all of our songs, you know, uh, we go back to themes and stuff, you know, it was all Joe Dirt related, yeah, you know, yeah. how we came up with Whistling Katie Chasers and stuff. And, <laughs> um, and you know, it, it, it was just, let's come up with some music. We all agreed on the music. Uh, well, some of us agreed to disagree, you know, that kind of goes both years, <laughs> but that's okay. And I mean, literally, I just opened up CSC and kind of what I said in that comment was, you know, play through the music, drop some cues, and I would just label the cue for, you know, red or blue or green or, you know, whatever I wanted, a comment or a mine or a slice, yeah, yeah. Um, 62, and I would just do like a rough label, um, you know, like so I you, could put in a 14 second long cake and then have yeah, somebody be yeah. looking up, you know, products and then, okay, well, if we have to take a 28 second cake and cut it down, then so be it. Yeah, you're almost doing you're doing stuff in the abstract, right? Because yeah. you you have no idea what you're gonna get, so you almost have to just like try to like if you have an idea of of shapings, I would guess. I mean, if you're looking at a piece of music, you would almost have to just arbitrarily label things and then yep. plug in, you know, what you get later on, right? Did and you have any instances in that layout? You know, when you were going through your song and you labeled something, like you labeled something for, you know, slices, you labeled something for something that you just didn't get on show day. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the second year, so a couple years ago, um, I scripted in a ton of slices and we didn't get them. So really, mm. we, we, we got a lot of single shots. Um, so what do you do? <laughs> You, you just wire everything up in parallel or series and there yeah, you go. There's you make your own. Nobody would ever know. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, AJ for letting me use his uh, Craig code on that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, and, and I kind of wish that there'd be kind of like a rule going forward. Like, like not necessarily for newbies, but like if you're going to do a champion of champions for blind pyro, I think there needs to be something about a uh, percentage of items fired, if that makes sense. You know, you're like, talking like, like um, you know, if you have like a subcategory of say single shots, like you say, you say it should be. You think it should be limited? Well, not not limited, but uh, you know, we 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 all always want to push for 100 percent fire, right? But. Uh, so, so what I'm, what I'm getting at is both of those shows that I scripted, um, I mean, the, I think the first year it was like four or 500 cues, but then the second year, I think I was upward of seven or 800 cues. My Jeez. Lord. Yeah. But you know, how many of that did we actually use? It's, it's this planning of, you know, here's what we could have. Okay. Well, here's what we actually have. What fits. Right. And I mean, it was almost to the point where I definitely overscripted to the point where it was like, you know, what needs to go where so that you have your timing right. And that's why I'm not impressed with either one of those shows. 
you yeah. know, it was just something fun to do. But yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think there needs to be, okay, well, you scripted for this amount of cues and this is how many went off. Right. So do you, do you ever find that you're like, okay, I just, I don't have that kind of product. Like, you know, I scripted this section thinking that I was going to have enough single shots to do this section, but you really don't. So at that point you're almost oh, yeah. like, you're just left to your devices. It seems, it seems like you would oh, have yeah. to just kind of dive into whatever's on your palette and figure out, okay, you know, do I have anything that fits that time footprint? Are you looking for something that, you know, achieves a certain look in those segments or, and that's, this is what's so crazy about the blind pyro to me is, you know, you are constantly solving problems so fast. I mean, you to do, to be successful in the blind pyro at all, it seems like you would have to just solve problems from beginning to end. I mean, from, you know, the crack of the crack of the gun to, you know, when they tell you to back off your stuff, you're just doing nothing but problem solving. How did you guys compartmentalize that? within your team, because I would imagine like, were you behind the computer kind of like, okay, here's the stuff that we had. Like, did you kind of say to, you know, Lindsay and everybody else on the team, like, Hey, you know, guys, you guys start looking stuff up and then, you know, tell me what stuff does. Yeah. So pretty much, I mean, Paul is the only crazy guy that I know of that would script on site. <laughs> uh, we, we went out, like I said, with, with a couple of different scripts in mind, you know, have, have script on each thumb drive and pick one, you know, yeah. plug it in and go. Um, but, you know, basically it was, you know, Lindsay and I up to, you know, working on product, figuring things out, uh, Ty and Amber, uh, they they know a lot of different product. Uh, I mean, it completely baffles me. Kind of like Paul. I mean, they're like an oh, encyclopedia yeah. of different. That's fireworks. awesome, man. Um, Dude, that's got to be such, It seems like such a valuable asset to yes. have somebody yeah. on the team that just knows stuff. Yeah, especially for blind pyro. And that's I'm like, hey, you know, look this up, figure this out. Which side note, that is the hardest thing about blind pyro because I can't tell you how many things were brand new for the upcoming season. Mm. So, you know, it was all demo for, you know, say if this was 2020, this is demo for the 2021 retail season. Jeepers, dude. You know, so so there's no video. Oh, so what do you do in that instance? Do you just guess? (laughs) Put it in there and we'll see what it does. (laughs) But, you know, then then Kevin... Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, then Kevin is, is, you know, a Cobra guy, you know, it's just like, hey, you know, put these mods on these channels. And then whenever, whenever he gets, you know, had all the system done and ready to go, then, you know, start tearing apart cakes, dissecting cakes. But, you know, to go back to your question of, you know, uh, what happens if you don't have these single shots or these slices, it was kind of like, okay, well, what cakes might have a rising tail or something like that, even though they have a break and it's not the exact effect you want, it's still a rising tail. If you want a comet, a comet is a tail. If you want a mine, you know, maybe there's a cake that has some mines, even though they have bricks to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that I do that. And I'm sure that even though you get a degree of single shots, the cakes that make their way onto your palate that, you know, for a fact have like rising effects of any kind, whether they be mines or, you know, brocade tails or anything, you're looking at that stuff almost like salivating, just hoping that you can have it because Yep. That seems, I mean, to me, and again, you know, my, my mindset is completely limited. You know, I, I'm, I'm very much in the box a lot of times in my own head, 
But those kinds of effects, if I, if I saw them and I knew they existed, those are the ones that I'd be pointing at people like, Hey, you know, AJ, Jamie, take that apart, take that apart and put it aside because, you know, we need yeah. something to try to emphasize timing, right? And the, the best way to kind of emphasize timing is to, you know, emphasize your hit points, right? And if you can hit, emphasize your hit points with rising effects and ignitions, then you're doing a, a good job to, you know, create stock for yourself when it comes to trying to win that competition. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it was the first year. Um, we, <laughs> we had a handful of, uh, like red tip comets. Yeah. Um, but next to no mines <laughs> and a couple of slices and all the mines we had, we received two, uh, two cakes of the uh, full blown series and they nice. were yellow mine. So nice. it's like, no, take every single one of those apart. We're going to have to use those. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, out, out, out of both years, I don't know what you call it, that every time somebody says blind pyro, the one thing that still kicks me is that, uh, it's like a howling cake with, you know, people usually say a snowball as, as a salute, but no, this is like a very, very tight crackle type of snowball. Mm -hmm. And that's all it was for 50 seconds. <laughs> I hated that cake. <laughs> and he, he, I mean, congrats to Sean. Like, I don't know what it was, but he ripped apart all those cakes and just made slices out of them. And they, yeah. they work, they look good. Yep. You know, it, but ours, like we just threw the cakes in there. Well, again, it was a new product. It's like, what is this? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and oh, I, I hated it. 494 hated it. shots. Oh, it was, it was stupid. 494 <laughs> shots. You got this, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe balls. if you had like, <laughs> sounds like it was a, right. You'd be there for a minute, but see, and that's the dude that to me is the craziest part, right? Especially if you're tearing stuff up that just has a shit ton of shots, you know? Yeah. I, w when you attack the blind pyro, did you guys go in like, you know, you had a job, Lindsay had a job, you know, every single person on the team, did, did you guys have jobs or how did you split up that workload? I mean, yeah, it was, it was kind of, everybody kind of had a job to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, like, like Ty and Amber, you know, Hey, look at these items, figure out their duration, tell me what kind of what they do besides what the package just says, you know? Uh, but did you one, did you feel like you had to split your time up? I mean, did you set goals oh for yeah. yourself? Oh like, yeah. okay, you know, an hour in, we need to be here. You know, yep. two hours in, we need to be here. Yeah, I, I, w I would say that, you know, we really kind of, I think it was usually like the first 30 minutes assess the situation. And then, you know, kind of, okay, this is what we got to work with. Here's what we know. Now, what do we not know? You know, mm -hmm. what, what, what do we have to figure out? And then, okay, let's put in 30 minutes to an hour on this. And then it's all hands on deck. Okay, let's get to work. <laughs> but the problem is, is the heat really kind of gets to people. And Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it, it, it gets to everyone. So you kind of start slowing down. And about the time that you really kind of got to kick it in gear, you kind of start slowing down. And it's... It, it, it's a it's a maniac race man especially like the last 30 minutes um yeah like i don't remember what year it was uh our first show or second show there was a point that like we had 45 minutes to go not a single cue was plugged in yet holy shit yeah and but 
that's it's our second year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and but I mean that's I, I find that's kind of typical for some people. You know, they just they plan everything, they set it all out, and as you're setting it all out, you're worried about that's the next thing is is staking, taping, you know, securing, doing all that to yeah. you know the security officer or the uh, the safety officers, you know, liking while still trying to do all this, it's, it's tough for four hours. So, um, yeah, I, I wish it would be bumped up a little bit, you know, just because you have to think about all that, but yeah. Is, is the blind pyro at Skywars the only blind pyro that you know of? I mean, cause I, I'm sure that they've refined rule sets over the years, but I'm just curious if, you know, everybody kind of does it, differently or if there's like a standards when it comes to rule sets for that kind of competition i've heard of other blind pyro you know different organizations and different things going on here and there yeah um but i've never really paid any attention to any of the rulings or anything like that but it, it is still kind of typical the same thing that obviously besides cobra Con, i just remember mm -hmm. that one um but it is still kind of the same idea. You get a set amount of time. You don't know what you're getting until that time starts. Right. Um, you know, four hours or six hours or whatever it is. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I would say generally it's kind of the same idea is it's just, you're doing a firework show, but more so as close to a pyro musical as you can get in a limited amount of time not knowing what you have to work with. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, my butthole's puckered just talking about it. So. <laughs> so what you're saying is you just wing it. You just wing it. And, and, and you try and make it look like you, you know what you're doing and convince everybody else you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah. when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we got this, guys. Here oh, we go. What the God. fuck did I get myself into? So, I mean... <laughs> Did you talk to, I mean, obviously you probably talked to a lot of the other blind pyro guys after the fact, everything's all over. I mean, oh, yeah. did you, you know, when you talk to Sean and you talk to some of the other guys that, that also did designs and stuff, I mean, do you, what do you feel like you learned just watching other people? You know, what kind of like, do you have any advice for the people that might be listening that are gonna do the blind pyro like you know give them give them some advice but then also tell them you know what you learned in your experience um man i okay so hands down the the, the biggest thing to me i think is it gets extremely stressful uh but you have to have fun with it you know don't, so you can't don't let it stress you out well I, I i guess i i overdid it a little bit the first year and i was a little bit of a <laughs> so but yeah yeah so um no i mean i i was walking around uh the second year kind of looking at everybody talking to paul talking to sean uh seeing how things were going and sean was very very organized i mean they, they had yeah. a little whiteboard out of uh taking notes and doing different things um you know i mean there was even a point that he had all of his uh like one meter you know, whatever match he was using, whether if it yeah. was any match yeah. or MJG, but he had it all out and hanging all over the canopy and all anybody had to do was walk up and grab one. And, mm -hmm. you know, ours were still sitting in the box. We'd have to untangle it and you yeah. know, do whatever. Um, Is that stuff that you guys got access to before you got access to the product? 
you have to supply your own match. Oh, do you? Okay, so it's not a hundred bucks. It's the Sky Wars. It's the yeah. It's the Sky Wars <laughs> asterisk hundred bucks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Pretty much. Uh, and you know, you're in racks and everything else. So yeah, right. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to say discourage, you know, first time shooters from doing it because you can definitely learn a lot, but I think you have to have some sort of knowledge somewhere on, you know, the basics of safety or how, you know, how to e-fire a show to poke and do different things, how to take cakes apart safely. Yeah. Um, you know, kind kind of all that, and understand that there are rules into place, and uh, definitely, you know, there's a handful of everybody that's done this before. Reach out and ask for help. You know, ask for advice. You know, but have fun with it. So yeah, yeah. Well, that seems to me like that would be that'd be the coolest part, right? Because I mean, everybody has a a different mindset on how they approach it. I think there's there are baseline standards you know, with what you guys, I, I, you know, like what you said with Paul, with him kind of being a minority in the sense that he designed his entire show on site. Right. I think you have to have that super intimate knowledge of almost, you know, just being able to look at a product at a glance and know exactly what it does. That's super rare. Right. So, you know, coming to the event with something scripted or at least a, you know, foundational skeleton of a display and kind of plugging and playing um, with what you get. You guys get all kinds of different product, right? I mean, it's not like four pallets of the same stuff, correct? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, different. Yeah. Um, See, I think that's unique. That's unique and that's kind of cool. It's scary as shit, but it's cool. (laughs) And they didn't do this at CobraCon, so it must just be a Mopiro slash uh, Skywars thing. But uh, one, one thing that I really do enjoy is kind of their signature um, mystery bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was always a fun one. Um, well, so, so walk me through that. I, I know what it is, but I for the people out there that don't, this is kind of cool. So every team, I don't think it's the same for every team, but or maybe it is. Yeah, okay, it is. Uh, it's just different every year, of course. But I want to call it the winget bag. It's exactly the wing event. It's uh, whole damn it's, event, the wing it event. It's it's just a you know paper bag, and you cannot look in it until <laughs> basically you're ready to work on it. Or actually, I think they tell you a certain time that you can do it, and it's like the last hour, a couple hours, something like that. And you're you like, have to We're open it up. We're starting over. And, and I swear, when I found out about it year one, I'm like, watch it be a bunch of freaking sparklers. <laughs> you know, we're going to get sparklers and have to figure out how to make this go. And you have God. to use them, right? Yes. Yeah. If like, if they don't go, that's kind of points off. Yeah. Um, so mm. first year was a, was a bag full of ladybugs. Nice. Uh, that we had a fuse together, which the key that the, the match went, but it didn't fire. Oh. Um, so thankfully, I mean, the match kind of went, so we tried, <laughs> This year is probably going to be pooping dogs. You're going to open it up and it's going to be nothing but Our DMX par lights. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Hurry! Well, who's got DMX control? <laughs> the fuck? I quit. <laughs> yeah, try, try doing that on site. That's a two-hour <laughs> scripting event. <laughs> no, I say you just do it the... Uh, 
you cheese it way, right? You just plug it into an extension cord and you have somebody sit off to the side. <laughs> plug it in, plug it in. Unplug it, plug it in, unplug it. Somebody turn the light from red to yellow to green to start the show. <laughs> Jamie, now! <laughs> Faster, damn it! <laughs> You're well, fucking you know, all it all you gotta up. do is set it to, to music mode. I yeah, mean, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Don't worry about the color palette. Some color will come up eventually. <laughs> I th- what did they use last year? Was it Crackle Balls? I can't remember what year. The our our balls second were. year was Crackle Balls. Oh, that was okay. Paul, Sean, and us. Um, I can't remember what they had last year. Yeah, shit, I can't remember what the Jamie. Do you remember? No. Um, no, I do not. Awesome. But the person that gets to choose this probably loves our job. Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> I'm sure that person sitting in the crowd, too, the entire time, just thinking to themselves, okay, where is it? Oh, there <laughs> it is. Waiting. There yeah. it is. How, how oh, disqualified. These, how can we screw these guys up? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's I think that's what they try and do, man. They're, it's exactly they're trying to they sabotage try to you. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. That's got to be tough because I'd imagine that they're almost always picking a lot of novelty stuff to put in that, to, you know, try to force you to put in the show, which is crazy because like you said, trying to ignite that isn't necessarily the easiest thing in the world. Oh yeah. I've I've learned a lot of stuff. Drones form into good. That'd be nice. (laughs) Yeah. You would almost have to show up with, you know, at least, you know, some degree of uh, quick mash or, you know, I, I don't know, you know, get to do what Paul said and get your anvil cutters out and start cutting those fuses at an angle to try to spill as much of that content to those fuses as possible. (laughs) DMX flames. (laughs) 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 Take those, uh, those goofy flame machines that, you know, use starter fluid and just have them spew starter fluid all over something. You open up the bag of your goodies Uh this year and it's all sparklers. Shit, how are we going to get these lights? Just throw them on top of a cake. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them will go off. You know, wrap them together and, and uh, ground salute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That will get us kicked that out. Might, that might end up very badly. <laughs> I love it, dude. I you're so uh, you're so fucking talented in that regard because it's it just it really does blow my mind watching you guys do the blind uh, pyro throughout you know that Friday. It's kind of crazy to me. I always walk over and try to just walk back and forth, and you know I I get it. Nobody ever wants to talk, but I always feel like I have a bajillion questions because I one don't understand it, two can't fucking fathom it, and I, three just have such an appreciation for people that can look at a situation where you, you have four hours to get something off the ground and you're, you know, you're trying to be creative and efficient, uh, at the same time, which is nuts all crammed into four hours. So kind of, kind of what, uh, got my attention with it in the first place is like, you know, well, I get that you don't really know what the stuff is and you just got to throw it in there and make a shot of it. But it's like, the first couple of years I tried pyro, uh, tried making my own pyro musical. I, I mean, you know, yourself, you have family and friends coming up. Hey man, I got this throat in your show oh, yeah. and make it yeah. happen. And it's the exact same thing. It's, you know, are you going to keep it and throw it in your closet for, you know, next year or something else? Are you going to really tell them? No. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's your cousin. You, you know, you don't want them coming up after the show saying, Hey, I didn't see it. Where was it at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you got to make it fit. 
<laughs> you know, that's there you go. Blind pyro. <laughs> Throw it in there, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love it, man. I, you're uh, you're so much nicer than all of us, and you're giving your cousin a whole lot of credit, thinking that he knows <laughs> what he gave you, th- that he knows what it does. <laughs> well, you know, you, you could just say, "Yeah, it was that right there." Yeah, that's the one. That's you it. know, in your heart of hearts, you're lying to. That's him. right, and that's bad. <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'll pick your brain some more on the, uh, <laughs> on the blind pyro. Maybe someday I'll, I'll grow the balls to do it. Actually, it's just great. I, what I'll do is I'll just, you know, adopt the philosophy. I'll just surround myself with people that know what the fuck they're doing. So look out for your invite to my team. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so man, let's talk about the unlimited for yep. a second here. Um, one, when did you get it? When did you find out that you were doing the unlimited? Um, I don't know, February, March, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Rob called and he said, Hey, you know, I'd like to offer you the, the spot if you're interested. And I'm just like, you know, part of me is like, Holy crap. Finally, it's been a long time coming. But the other part of me was like, Oh my God, this is going to suck financially. Yeah. And so I'm like, can you give me a week to let you know? And, you know, we, Lindsay and I talked about it and, you know, kind of threw some ideas back and forth and debated. And so we decided, um, you know, decided to do it. I'm just like, look, we're going to do it. I'm, I'm not going to go short and I'm, I'm going to go and do whatever I feel we need to do. Yeah. So I got the best wife in the country. Ah, There you go, man. So what's uh? So who's your who's your sponsors? Oh, big sponsors! Yes, I get I get I get to do the plug here. Hell so. yeah, man! Um, I, obviously, Dude, I, I'm um, telling you, man. I know what it's like to shoot in that unlimited show, and like this is any help that you get from sponsors. Yes, is absolutely amazing. And you know these guys do so much for this community as a whole, not just this event, but you know this community as a whole. I think so often. In, in fireworks, you know, like I want these sponsors to feel like this stuff is reciprocated back to them, you know, because they do so fucking much for this community. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's um, a, a lot of the, I'll just say my sponsors even, you know, I mean, they really go above and beyond for some of these different events. And it's it really, I don't think the events would go off very well if it weren't for them, you know, pitching in and helping out like they do. Yep. hundred percent, man. So who are you running out there? Um, so I mean, first and foremost, got it, got to mention Marcus, right? Um, fireworks Marcus, forever, baby. Yes. My, he, he was my guy. I just, I, I reached out to him Marcus and, forever. <laughs> I, and, uh, I, I reached out and I'm like, Hey, this has been a big dream of mine. You know, I appreciate any and all help. And he went above and beyond and then even came back, you know, a little bit later and and upped his uh, sponsor amount, you know, case wise. And I'm just I was blown away. I mean, it it brought me to tears. You know, it's like that was that was tremendous. So um, that guy's the salt of the earth, dude. He basically in 2020, when I did this heart of fire, everything that I had on that field was fireworks forever. He sponsored that entire thing out of pocket. Wow. He's a designer himself, right? Yeah. He's run out some really cool shows at, um, you know, uh, the old event. Uh, yeah. And I'm looking forward. I think he's got, 
I think he's going out there next year um, to do okay. a show. Nice. Well, I was going to say, I never knew, but I found out that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he is the original uh, guy that came up with the Unlimited show, right? You know what? Uh, I think you're on to something there because I am not sure. Um, I, the first year I came out uh, was 20, oh boy, 15. I think 2016, I think. Um, But regardless, like they had an unlimited show there that year. And I believe I, I met him in passing um, that year, but he, I, I was there that year that he put up that really, really cool display. But I think that was an unlimited show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I watched the videos of that and I'm like, that was your show. And he said, yeah. And I remember them in the video saying something about uh, kind of a first time all new segment, you know, yeah. being the unlimited display. Excuse yeah. me. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and it's just so cool that he's, you know, he sponsored you, help, helping me out, everything else, just to kind of keep the unlimited going. Yeah. Yeah. So the hobbyist arena that we play in. This is very much a, you know, when you get into the, the, what the pro guys do at the one, three level, the budgets increase substantially, but you know, the, the pro-am and the unlimited show are very much definitely hobbyists that do it. Right. So we, we always find ourselves in places where it's like, oh my God, you know, this is a great opportunity. You want to do it. You want to participate and go out there and do something special. But at the same time, it's like, man, this is not a, it's not a full-time job for any of us. But yeah. it's awesome when you get people like Marcus and Fireworks Forever, and you know we'll, we'll talk about some of your other sponsors too, that have kind of kind of propped you up and, and run oh, you yeah. out there to let you do your thing, man. Because this is this is a really special uh, segment. Um, I've always appreciated it because it's it's not limited, right? You know, it's it's not the one for pro am where you're kind of capped. Um, but at the same time, you know, at least you have a budget cap. And I know that those rules have kind of changed over the years, but the unlimited is really cool because you, you kind of, you're seeing the the free running mind of the designer go out there and do something special. You know, it's, it's exactly how it was envisioned. Yeah. For the most part, I'll, I'll, I'll say that, you know, there's, there's still some uh, unfortunate limitations that, uh, I, I will say I will have to rightfully argue because uh, there are some uh, one for consumer items that I was told I could not use, you know, which I understand. But at the same time, I don't, you know, Yeah. Uh, and yeah. We, we've talked about that a little bit. So it's kind of it, it kind of took away from the design idea a little bit because um, it would have been huge. But yeah, it's OK. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you want to know, uh, don't you, dude? It's it's right. it's the clients. It's Gerandola's, right? Yeah, take me to your leader. Yeah, mm. I understand where they're at with that, but it, you know, at the same time, um, you know, I think when Jamison was out there, what in 2020, for the closing show, he ran out yeah. like 15 Gerandolas. I think you know a very small sub segment of those actually got off the ground yeah. in that display. Um, but they can be, they are erratic. You know, and, and unless you absolutely know how to pitch them to make sure that they're going a different direction. And even then, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. I mean, if all that shit goes up and I almost wonder if they were like, okay, you know, Tim's the closing show of the night. 
So everything behind him has already been shot. I, I'm sure there was probably a degree of, um, hey, there's other people's stuff back here. So you know, if you pitch those things to go back onto the field, what are the odds that something, you know, the yeah. carcass of the Jarendola yeah. is going to come down on somebody's display? And um, I don't know. It's it, it, yeah. it's one of those it's one of those products, unfortunately. Yep. But yeah, I, it's um, you know, I mean, we gotta gotta keep on with other sponsors. You know, I mean, it's um, Brian and Stephanie uh, with Craig Cohen Boomville. They are I mean, right up there with Marcus, hands down. Yeah, there's more. So, dude, the earth is full of so much salt, and so many of them just so happen to be fireworks vendors. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, Brian is bent over backwards just trying to help me out. Uh, you know, getting product. Um, you know, he helped me uh, uh, speak with Raccoon. So, Raccoon's helping out a little oh, bit. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, and then, of course, themselves as Boomville, they are helping out. They, they sponsored as well. Um, you know, he spotted me some Craig racks, uh, for the show. And, um, I mean, just, just anything that we need. And, uh, it's, I, I found out it's a shame. Unfortunately, he won't be there and he will be working yeah. on a, uh, another yeah. show, but I was really hoping that they were going to be able to see it. So, yeah. 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 Uh, I, there's just, there's a lot of that going around, man. I, you know, like when he first told me that he wasn't going to be at the show, I was like, I, it's sad because you're, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a face and a human being that you associate with sky wars. When you go, it's yeah. always such a joy getting to hang out with him. Well, and, and, Gary. and you know, it's, it's like I said, he has contributed so much and, and just, I mean, he's been behind me ever since day one of trying yeah. to do this. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of like, I would have really liked for him to see this and show him, you know, kind kind of what my mind can think of. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, of course, it would have been nice meeting Stephanie too, because I don't know how Dude, many emails so we've cool. sent back and forth. She's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> she puts uh, she puts Brian in his place. <laughs> <laughs> she runs a tight ship, man. So, like that, uh, the raccoon stuff that you got out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, super cool product line are you using any of their consumer stuff or using their pro line stuff what uh what'd you wind up chasing uh a little bit of everything yeah 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 the guy did did anything really stand out at you um yeah actually um i made a little teaser video uh kind of sending off to some of the sponsors uh, of the show man you you know Mm -hmm. i I was starting to script this show back in like, I mean, technically it started in like December, whether if we got the show or not. Um, but it really started around March. And so by the time it, you know, things were like, okay, we're doing this. I had a basic idea of the show and, you know, we made this little teaser. Yeah. 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 I know you helped me with it. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, we, we did that. We did that. And so made this Brandon, little teaser give video. The credit where credit's due, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and we made this little teaser video, you know, saying that it was showcasing, um, you know, basically raccoon and wizard product. Yeah. And, and some of the, what I would call a, you know, a showcase item, uh, you know, like some of their, some of their wing effects or different things like that. Yeah. Um, some of their cakes. So, 
they have standalone sections in the show. Just, I mean, because they're just absolutely beautiful in person, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I'm just letting that kind of play out. It's, it's kind of one of those weird things, you know, we talk about like, I'm nowhere near the hyper musical stage like you guys are, but you know, when you got single shots flying left and right shells going off and, and then it just kind of pauses as the music kind of comes, you know, comes to a stop or slows down. You just got this spot and it's, you know, just a couple of fan cakes going off. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then as soon as the music picks up and, and hits, you know, boom, there's the comments and shells again. So, yeah. But dude, um, it's like the, the, you know, I feel like I've, I've learned this more. So I, I don't know. I, I almost feel like I'm going backwards in, in my progression through this stuff. Um, because I am, I'm, I see those impactful points in my mind and I'm almost trying to, you know, get myself to, to come off of the gas a little bit, you know, come off of the gas and, and work more to create really special, like sight pictures, just completely like full sight pictures, you know, rather than, you know, emphasize like speed, right. You know, speed is, speed is cool. And I think it has its place, but you can like, you know, Scott Smith, um, Mo Pyro, like he is kind of a, a mastermind of creating builds and really hitting points of emphasis in spots, you know, and that's really special. It can be so impactful in the way that that conveys to an audience, sometimes even more so than, you know, super tight timing throughout. Agreed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, that's really cool. Not only that, like the, the raccoon stuff, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, some really, really special products in there, in the pro line and in their consumer stuff, their consumer stuff, like the, the colors and a lot of the color harmonies and coordinations that they've used to build some of that. It's crazy. Like it's, it's innovative and it really does stand out on the field. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I, I, I mean, there's just this one, uh, consumer cake I'm thinking of, but, uh, it, not my show, but, but yeah, I mean, it, raccoon has done so well on the colors that I don't, I can't say that I've seen anything replicated like that you know, mm-hmm. in, in any other product line. They are vibrant, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even even with their, like, their pro line, you know, their minds, their comments. Um, <laughs> uh, first time I ran into their, um, like, a red strobing willow or something like that, uh, I was working on the uh, Pyro Jam show, and I saw those, and I'm just like, man, they're that's a sim. There's no way they look like that. <laughs> and it's like, they're actually kind of close to, you know, like, yeah. wow, those are beautiful. So, uh-huh. so yeah, needless to say, there's about three cases each of white strobe and red strobe comments. My <laughs> man. Show. Uh, plus strobing stuff has always been really cool to try to, you know, create a special mood, right? It's longer burning product. And that longer burning product always does such a great job of creating feeling when things are, you know, blooming, right? Because if you, you know, your meteors, your standard, um, your broad colors, you know, your broad color stuff is always, I've always considered those quick burning effects. They're great for, you know, trying to create something quick 
and a really cool shaping or site picture. But you know, strobe is always great for painting a spot in your vertical and then keeping it there, right? Yeah. And because it's going to burn for a while, so you can work around it as you go. Does it, yeah, like would you think? Would you say that like your your music selection, you know, and the way that you use strobe is it? I mean, is is that kind of like your design mindset that you're in when you choose to go with longer burning effects? Yeah, I mean, kind of how you worded it makes sense. Yeah, it's because, you know, again, just like you, I'm a musician and it's like, well, I'm, if I'm scripting a certain segment of, you know, a song, it's okay. Do, do I want the product, the product itself, the duration, you know, are we going to take it out for a full you know, quarter note of what the music is playing. So if you're going to have like a 16th, 16th note run, are you looking for the quarter note duration? Are you looking for that 16th or, you know, something really fast? Yeah. Yep. And, and that's kind of what I look for. So if it's something where it's going to be, you know, kind of held out for, for a couple of counts, then yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of a longer lasting like that, like a long tail strobing, you know, willows, anything like that. So, I mean, with, I love with me being a drummer, you know, I, I look for those I love things that. And, uh -huh. and, and, and I was going to say, that's, that's my little plug there too, that, uh, I, I think that for my show coming up, a lot of people are going to overlook it, but if you go back and maybe watch some videos, the musicians might understand a little bit. Um, there's a lot of spots where I'm doing, uh, polyrhythms. And I'm doing <laughs> six tuplet runs and sixteen note runs, <laughs> and like I'm actually because like I love pyro, but yeah. I love music just uh -huh. as much, and so I'm incorporating the two. And so while you know I'm I'm not trying to go for a triplet pattern, but while the you know while it's a four four time signature, I'm definitely doing a three four time signature. Yeah, yep. You know, and, and just trying to make it all fit right and. I love it. I love it to death. You know, it's, it's Dude, those little things that yeah. a lot of people wouldn't notice. Yeah. Well, but see, and that's the, here's the, here's the stuff that I really hope is going to like this. I want this to bend your mind when you think about it. Right. Because, you know, as musicians, you know, you're, you're creating a piece of music, right. And, and there's so many things about a song that are, subliminal and I'm, I'm not talking like you know led zeppelin playing the fucking record backwards subliminal like it's, <laughs> it goes beyond the lyric stuff it's it's in the arrangements you know the arrangements are written to to really create focal points right create focal points in the music right and when you have that music and you're able to you know as a musician you, you can kind of pick up on it because you're you're I guess, aware and cognizant of what those focal points may be. Like the layman listener, they hear it. They just don't know what they're listening to, right? Exactly. They know that they're hearing what the producer and the musician want them to hear. It's the focal point of that particular section of the song. But what's so awesome about putting a visual experience to music in pyromusicals, especially people that, that kind of understand working their way through, you know, and not even something as crazy as like music theory, but just being able to understand, you know, basic time signatures and, you know, note separations and, you know, just, just your basic song structures, taking that stuff and incorporating it into, um, 
the ignition points on your display, you know, subdividing your song up and actually, Mm -hmm. you know, hitting ignition points on a a grid that's basically the metronome of your song. Shit, dude, that's exactly how I've done the hypermusical stuff for years. I mean, everything is subdivided up on in my software. You know, I will completely tempo map all of my songs and I will drop all of my markers on my waveforms based upon like a time signature grid. And that's exactly how I'll get all my ignition points through the thing. But being able to like, just it's not just doing that, but you're conveying so much about the song when you do it, right? You're taking what people hear and they might not know that they're listening to or paying attention to and creating that visual element to it. And it completely just blows up the song at that point. Yeah. It completely takes the song and it's like, holy shit, I'm digesting this with my ears. I'm also digesting this it. with my, yeah, right. I'm seeing it in front yeah. of me. And that's super, yeah. super special stuff. So like, yeah. kudos to you. Trust me, I will fucking see it. And I'm going to give you a <laughs> hug after I see it because that's awesome. I love it. I, I mean, just like, just like you said, uh, subdividing everything. You know, I mean, you know, nothing against any of the other designers out there. But, you know, I've, I've seen some single shot runs that are just, you know, they're not as clean as what the music portrays. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all you have to do is just sit there and, you know, not that they may or may not understand it, but, you know, do a quarter note or do an eighth note with that mm-hmm. music. All right. Now, now highlight all those cues, copy and paste, move it to where they're in between. Now copy and paste that again. And now you have a perfect 16th note run. Yep. You know, that's all you have to do is just you have to divide all of those cues. You know, don't try and, and sit there yeah, and right. press and the I, I button as fast as you can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, long time ago, when I was first getting started and I was putting stuff um, in finale business and I would shoot little runs, then I would go out in the field and, you know, they would look okay in finale in the visual simulation, but then you'd get them out to the field and you'd go, uh, something's wrong and I can't figure yeah. out or put my finger on exactly what it was. But it, it wasn't until I started applying, you know, that, that knowledge of, of music and, you know, like tempos and, and how notes are subdivided and structured on a timeline and how they work in conjunction with a piece of music and using those identified points to basically, I, I mean, if I was, I'll sit down and play guitar to, a metronome all the live long day. I'm being able to do the same thing with fireworks, you know, and just markers on a timeline. It was the difference between something that didn't really make sense before and then made complete sense when you applied it to your design uh, structure, I guess, the way you design and then move it out to the field. And you're like, holy shit, this is, I mean, at that point, it just becomes a how well do I know my product? You know, how well do I know my product? How well do I know how it performs? And then being able to take that and translate it into, okay, I know where this particular comet or this particular mine is the most impactful. So boom, it goes right on the timeline right here because that's exactly where, you know, my quarter note runs going to be or my 16th note runs are going to be. So Brandon... Just yep. so you know, you better hope Katie doesn't listen to this podcast. 
Why is that? I, I, I'm waiting to hear this too. <laughs> because the last 15 minutes just gave Bo a bogasm. <laughs> you are her competition. <laughs> well, it I is, mean, I mean, it's like you know, he's a musician, I'm a musician. We both even use the same software. I get it. Uh, I was like, so yeah, I have no clue what they're talking about, but it looks yeah. cool. <laughs> it's like in it it's that is not at all to say because like you know jamie you not being a musician like you know i watch your shows and you completely have a solid understanding and finale does make it easy when when you will take like a uh just like a subsection of cues right you can see it it's it's not necessarily i see it i don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth yeah but and i think all that matters (laughs) is that you that you you understand it because it's clear that you understand it it at this point yes great wait wait Repeat after me. One, two, I love three, you. Four. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just a repetitive beat, correct? But you're using all these fancy words. I got yeah, it. Yeah, but it's you see it though. You know, it's yeah. evident as shit that you see it. The, the hyper musical, the hyper songs, those are the ones I'm like, oh my God, my head fucking hurts right now <laughs> it's going so fast but yeah you're right if you slow it down and you listen for the repeat it's like okay yeah i, I use yeah. simple words <laughs> <laughs> i just wing it okay yeah. leave me alone <laughs> yeah no it's completely a skill that you can that you can acquire and i think the longer that you design pirate musicals period you know it always starts in my humble opinion. I think it always starts at being able to understand your music. You know, while it's a, while it's creative in the fact that like you might not, you know, the way that you perceive a piece of music or a section of music may be different than the way that I perceive it. Chances are good. Chances are, especially with modern music and the way that it's written and produced, since it's all basically written to be, the exact same structures, um, you know, there's popular keys, there's, you know, popular tempos and they're popular for a reason because they, they sell and, you know, they make sense. You can, you do can the take same that show with a different song. <laughs> exactly. That's why, yeah. you know, you could take, you could take one show, one yeah. modern pop song at, you know, your classic 120 beats per minute and play it, play th- actually three or four different songs to with the same structure to the same pyro musical. And you're going to be like, oh my God, I don't understand. Why does this look so fucking good? <laughs> because it's the same, it's the same basic structure for, for a lot of songs. But as long as you can identify whatever focal point you believe is the focal point, chances are that's the focal point. That's what you pay attention to. And right. then if you do a sell, uh, like a stellar job of conveying that, then you're in the money. You win. No, I, I hated music class just because I didn't understand how to read music. I love yeah. music though. <laughs> I always Brandy, wanted to play actually, the piano and the guitar, dude, but I never oh, I can't, read I can't music. read music to save my life. Can you sight read, Brandon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, see? You're better than You're better than The tone of his voice said you're an idiot. The tone of his voice said you're an idiot. No, I mean, to be fair, it's a lot of people start out kind of self-taught, you know, and, you know, they'll learn that way. And, and that's completely fine. I just, I started that way, but then I wanted to understand the theory behind it. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I was a total banky, you know, all my years. So, 
um, going through theory classes and you know performance and this. What and was that. it? All cows don't eat grass or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that the? Are you doing the uh, how to tune your guitar? I have no clue. What, I mean, what is he? I don't know class. that one, Brandon. What's he saying? I, I have no idea. I know Eddie A. Dynamite. Goodbye, Eddie. That's how you tune your guitar. Oh my um, god, Dad Gad. I know that one too. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not. I don't play strings. So you're speaking about me. <laughs> yeah, speaking of music, we need to do the. We need to do the like the pyro song. Thing. We got to find. Actually, I think I got a bass player. I think uh, Curtis. Curtis plays bass. We'll, my we'll do Curtis can be the bass player. I'll play guitar. You and AJ are gonna have to fight for who plays drums. I'll do the tambourine. You can do the, <laughs> <laughs> can or be the, the triangle. Backup. Can be the can backup the singer. Triangle? Yeah. Cowbell. Oh, we'll do actually. We'll during the bridge. We'll do a we'll do a huge heavy metal breakdown, and then we'll just feature the cowbell. Jamie if on the I practice cowbell. long enough on uh, um, guitar here on the drums, I can, <laughs> <laughs> just can't give me a foot pedal. I can't do a foot and a, and a hand thing at the same time. It's hard enough to get my left hand do something different in my right hand. <laughs> That's what she said. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, Brandon, how long is your unlimited show? Uh, it's unlimited. With the, uh, do what? It's unlimited. It's unlimited. It's infinite. It's a song that never the ends. Turn to Rob. Turn to Rob about fifteen minutes and go. Yeah, sorry, man. I ran out of fireworks. <laughs> it's the song that Marcus never didn't have ends. me left. Marcus, <laughs> he's out. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the with the voice intro, because uh, again, I've, I've got to think five of my minutes. Yeah, sponsors. baby. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're like 12 bow. minutes. <laughs> no, I, I can't do that. I, I don't want everybody falling asleep. Oh. <laughs> Burn. Fuck you, oh. Bo. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I laughed. I was crying. I was crying. Uh, I'm glad. You know, everybody tells me they enjoy it, but I think behind my back, they're like, yeah, this fucking guy. All I remember standing at the table, because like, you know, you're a hundred feet away from the crowd. All I remember was the uh, the little group of hecklers. Yeah, shoot something. <laughs> I loved yours. Shoot I, something. I really like uh, Thames with Casabella with the yeah. Joe Dirt. That was, uh-huh. I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> so you how long is it? How that. long is it? How long is it? Jamie, shut up. How long is it, Brandon? Uh, I, I mean, I mean, from first shot to last, like ten. Oh wow, nice. It's uh, four, four songs, but you know I've. I dissect the songs like crazy, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. Cut, I'll cut a, uh, a verse, like I'll, t- I'll cut verse one out and then I'll take verse three and put it where verse one goes. And then yeah, you, know, verse yep. two, you know, I, you know, did that to pretty much all the songs to change them from the original form a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's, yeah, it's four songs. So nice, man. Pretty much dedicated to all the pyros by the pyros. You know, it's it's going to be basically about you know uh, what Sky Wars means to me. You know, being here in the moment, being with you know everybody else in the field. You know, kind of all of us having our shot. You know, being there for the champion of the champions. Yeah, I love yeah. it, dude. I love it, man. It's it's going to be special, and I'm super psyched to watch you do your thing. 
I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm scared to death, but I'm excited. <laughs> Are you shoot, you shooting with Cobra? Yep. Nice. How many uh, how many modules you got in the field? Uh, modules, I don't know. We're uh, we're pushing a little over 136 channels. My man, say it, so. Jamie. That's a lot of modules. No, oh my God, you <laughs> puss. What he wanted to, what he really wanted to say was those are rookie numbers. <laughs> yeah, he's holding his tongue. Actually, he's being very polite tonight. Simpty, right? He's being very polite tonight. <laughs> I am no, no simpty. Oh, I say you plug the simpty end into the PA and shoot the whole show like that. And then when Rob asks, like, "Hey, is this right?" You say, "Yeah." You don't hear it. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I hate it. <laughs> so, how many cues is that? Uh, like twenty-three. Nice, love it, dude. Nice. Did you utilize the uh, front line too? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to, I, you know, because, um, you know, I, I like to. Uh, in many regards of things that I do in life, you know, I, I like to pull advice and input from one person to a next person and you just compile a bunch of information and kind of come up with my own. Yep. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. You know, I was listening to Ellery and it's like, man, just have one line that would make things so simple. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, because somebody made a point that, all of your effects, whether they're 22 millimeter mines, a 30 millimeter mine, 50 millimeter mine to a, I don't know, a four inch, you know, one, three mine, they're all made in relation to everything else that you're shooting. So it kind of doesn't make sense to have multiple positions that are, you know, hundreds of feet difference from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, after talking with Paul, you know, actually being out there last year and seeing how kind of the the, the depth of the field works to your advantage. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I definitely decided on having a front line and a back line. So nice. uh, 13 positions in the front, nine in the back. Yeah, yeah. So normally, uh, before I saw Paul's show, I probably would have subscribed to Ellery's um, cause it, it's, it, it, is that what Ellery was saying? Just use one line and be done with it. Don't worry about a front line. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, I, I would have, I would have subscribed to that, that same thing before I saw Paul's show. Then I saw Paul's show and I'm like, holy shit, I see 30 millimeters up front and I see 30 millimeters in the back and I'll be damned if it's not adding depth to the field. To be honest, I, you know, I, I'm not like you guys, you know, I, I can't. There's some things that, uh, pretty much things that I ordered from, uh, uh, from Brian and then things that Marcus sent me that I have enough of to be able to test this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I don't have the, the bank, especially, you know, have to pocket out for all this. Um, I don't have the bank to be able to just sit there and, you know, test something and see how it goes. And, yeah. and I'll be honest, one thing that I'm really nervous about is there's a, uh, a couple of runs of mines where I have 50 millimeter in the back with thirties in the front. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious how that's all going to look together. Mm. If it's going to look right or not. Are they, are they contrasting colors? Or are they the same colors? Uh, contrasting. Okay. Okay. I think my personal opinion, I think that'll look cool. Yeah. And, and it's kind of one of those things, you know, and 
I know finale is the same and that's exactly what I look at it. I tell my wife all the time, you know, she doesn't like it. I'm like, it's a simulation and it's a placeholder. Don't worry about it. You know? but, <laughs> that sounds like something my dad would say. Hey, but, Bo, don't worry about it. Yeah. And, but it's like, I've, I've got the front view, which is like very front row at Skywars out to yeah. however many feet. But then I have like kind of center position, kind of where you guys set up your cameras and I'll actually kind of span the field left and right, you know, kind of, kind of far left, far right, see how everything looks at a different angle. Um, and I, I think it'll look okay, but again, it's a simulation. So yeah. Yep. I'm just, I just want to shoot the show, you know, I, I want, I want to see it go up. Um, I'll be honest. I'm just, you know, uh, I'm very thankful that, uh, that Jeff helped me out and, you know, he, uh, was willing to sponsor and, and help out with some, um, you know, some discount on the match, but nice, I'm, man. uh, I'm, I'm very nervous how things are going to go. I'm hoping everything fires as it's supposed to, and you yeah, don't have yeah. any match issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, Jeff Genzel over at yes. MJG. Yeah. 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 I, dude, I, I hope that the things go great with, uh, with the initiators. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of them on the field. And I think that, you know, Jeff's, Jeff's done a good job with, uh, all you guys, especially since some of the stuff, um, that happened this summer with match. So I, you know, hopefully that all that stuff's cleared up and, and the good stuff is getting shipped out to, to sky wars. And I'm sure yeah, it will. At, at this point, I can, I don't know that I can replace a lot of the stuff that we've already yeah. matched. So yeah, uh, but you know, uh, that's another good thing for shooting a show this weekend is, you know, I'll be able to test Testing. I don't know, maybe 160 of them and see if they work out right. There you go. When are you showing up at Skywars? Um, you know, the, uh, I, don't I, I tell I me Friday. Because, don't tell me Friday. Friday, we're gonna drop. Yeah, I was hoping he's gonna say. I was hoping he's to say. Uh, Thursday, the week before. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want somebody to beat uh, when AJ is going to show up. Uh, I don't think it's going to so happen though. My initial plan would be like maybe 10 a.m. Tuesday. Oh, cool. Um, nice. But my, so my wife is a teacher, and there was this whole thing of, you know, is she going to be able to have the full week off? You know, because yeah. being a teacher, it's kind of difficult. Um, but no end service day, huh? No, that <laughs> <laughs> well, I means she has to work, though. Correct. <laughs> uh, well, so I think we got it all figured out. So I, I think we'll be there Tuesday morning, uh, Tuesday afternoon. So, uh, I mean, I, I just hope everything can kind of keep pushing. You know, get Labor Day out of the way and uh, just hammer down. You know, pedal, pedal to the floor and get the stuff done. Because um, you know, it's especially last year uh with paul i mean I, I really got to see how much work goes into some of these shows <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um you know it's it, it was a lot I, I didn't really get much time for walking around and visiting you guys people were non-stop non-stop i i think every day i woke up about 6 a.m went out there to the tent and i didn't get back to the camper until like 11 Dane, stop day. when I threw you a shirt. Say, hey, can I get one of those shirts? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like four comments in your hand. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, but I, I love it. It's, it's so stressful and it's so tiring. And by the Dude, time Friday came around, I was pulling my hair out, but I loved it. But Saturday, you're like, oh my God, that was awesome. So worth it. Yes. Yeah, it's Saturday. I mean, 
you know, and, and age it. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what happened, but nobody thought about leveling out the Craig coat racks. Mm-hmm. And so AJ brought it up, you know, Hey, you need to look at those racks. And so like the last couple hours I was frantic. I was running down all these lines <laughs> lanes yeah. with, with the circular saw in one hand and wood in another. And I was just leveling out all these racks. And I'm like, man, I, cause I would say 80% of my time there at Skywars last year, I was working on those Greg code racks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I need to show to, you know, I need to show myself that I can do this. Yeah. And that I know how to set these angles. And, you know, I think we had one angle that was mirrored wrong. It was supposed to be like a negative 45 and it got to be a positive 45. Yeah. And then we had a few at like position three that didn't go due to a module issue. But I was really proud, man. When all those angles hit, I was just like, yes, you know, it was right, man. It was sense so of accomplishment. Awesome those it. damn, those damn racks are pretty fucking needy. Yeah. It's, it, it, it was a lot. And don't remind me, I've got about 60 racks coming for Sky Wars yeah. and none of them are set yet. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I already talked to AJ yesterday. So, uh, He's got I, like three, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he told me I had like... I'll uh, say it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna dude, it's it. going to be so it's going to be weird getting him on the podcast. I love him to death, but I don't know if I can even ask any questions that he'll answer. Oh, yeah, he's he's super secretive. He's super stressed. He's got whew. It's cool with the unlimited show, I think, because you're Scott's you don't need to be see, right. You you're not, it's it's not a it's not a competition setting so you yeah. can just kind of talk about it, which is really cool. But you there was also a degree of surprise. You know, you want you want people to kind of just kind of wow. be taken in by the experience and <laughs> yeah, right. I really liked Mike's approach to it. it. He's just like, yeah, you know, we're coming down the home stretch. I mean, your design is what your design is at this point. Yep. There's, you know, you're not really going to be able to there's nothing that you're really giving away. I mean, I don't think that any of those guys are going to change anything in their designs, having any little piece of knowledge about what somebody else has out there because they've all got their own design styles. Yeah. You know, which is awesome. Yeah. It's exactly what you said. Yeah. I'm kind of happy that I'm not part of the competition. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind it, you know, in a sense, but, uh, at the same time, I also feel it's kind of um, exhausting, <laughs> exhausting, but more so financially, you know, uh-huh. just trying to be, yeah. make sure you're the one on the top, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a financial burden that's, that's tied to that. It's not just who is the best choreographer, you know, or who oh, yeah. has the most friends. <laughs> I think the person comes out of it, the least in debt wins. <laughs> <laughs> Still paying for Sky Wars in 2029. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think every does it shit, man. Uh, oh God. Mo I mean, even- could get a credit card, you know, for zero percent yeah, interest. Yeah. Get your Mo Pyro card. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, Brandon, I wish you the absolute best, brother, and I cannot wait to see your show. Um. You know, I, I can't wait it. to see your show. I hope you have an awesome outing in the Unlimited. I hope you enjoy your next year off because then I'm going to go right back to uh, telling everybody in Mopiro that you need to be in the one four pro am. <laughs> yeah, no. so. 
Yeah, no, no is not a, an appropriate response. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll give you a year to save. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have plenty of time to figure it You'll out. You'll have lots of sponsorships after the Unlimited. You're good. Yeah, that's right. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, Don't worry yeah. about it. Just blow shit up. Sponsorships. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 going to be the thing right there. <laughs> because there ain't going to be no saving. I already promised the kids we're going to take a year off from, from Pyro and... Nice. And go do a bunch of fun stuff. So. That's important, man. I think I, if there's, if there's one thing that I wish I did better, it's, it's that it's being, you know, I don't have any, I don't have any kids or anything yet. And, but you know, I feel like sometimes, uh, as much as I love fireworks, I feel like sometimes I, I let it kind of get in the way of other stuff and I don't prioritize it the 100%. best. So, but you know, here's to learning life's lessons the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's that's the way the kids are. Is you know that's that's what they know is um, you know when it, when it's time to work on fireworks and it's time to get going on something, we create an assembly line. You know, like a, like a little family, and we toss down cases, and you know they, they're all about it. And um, I've I've been teaching my son quite a bit here lately. Um, you know, he's he's pretty proficient with clip-on igniters and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, you know, setting up and safety and, you know, not putting your body parts over, over anything, you know, just like yeah. a loaded gun, yep. you know, gun safety. So, and that's, um, dude, that, that's special, you know, being, being the son of a uh, pyro, you know, my dad's been shooting since the seventies. Um, this is, it's special, man. Your, your young one's going to remember that forever. Yeah. I, I hope so. You know, I mean, like even my daughter, you know, she'll fall asleep, but you, you ask her, what are your favorite effects? She says, jellyfish salutes and fireballs. I love I mean, it, I man. Love it. <laughs> you know, 10, 10 years old. That's, that's what she love loves. So. <laughs> what grade are they in? Uh, so Olivia's in fifth grade. Uh, Christopher will be, or he is in third grade. And then we actually have a almost four year old. That'll be going into uh, preschool here soon. Oh, I love that. He's man. not started yet. I love that. Just, uh, you know, I, you got to be careful during show and tell though, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Well, uh, that's what do you have funny. there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I got a kid. This is a this is three quarter canister shell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess my wife talks about it all the time to her class and, um, we've actually talked about maybe, uh, going to American and getting some of their inert shells and nice. taking some stuff into to school and kind of showing them a little bit. Heck yeah, man. The next generation isn't going to learn this. I know that that's uh, that's really important to a lot of the vendors. Is you know how do we how do we make fireworks more appealing to the younger generation? Um, and you know I like the way that you're doing it with with your crew is perfect. I think that you know that gets it's always something that's super special when it gets handed down and it's generational. Um, but it is really tough, right? Because like. I remember when I was younger and I was following my dad around, it always seemed like, you know, like neighbors and there was a lot of interested people that would want to come and, and see like, Hey, how does all this shit work? Right. And nowadays it, I don't see that so much anymore. You know, you'll get neighbors that'll come over and they'll just kind of watch from a distance, but they're not, they don't really a, approach and, and kind of talk to you about it and kind of get interested. That's why like the, the club scenes I think are so important and, you know, we got to, we got to do well and do just do better at um, trying to attract a younger generation to fireworks. And I don't know how to do that, to be honest. Um, you know, you hope that creating cool shows is enough to do it, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, my own two cents is, you know, if, if they want to kind of pursue this, uh, definitely pay attention to chemistry. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I did now. I wish I did. There you go. You can kiss your house goodbye. <laughs> kiss your house goodbye. Where is it? Ah, Olivia blew right off the foundation. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's okay. Yeah, if they pay attention in chemistry, that's fine. They just got to pay attention. You say that, but you know, all joking aside, uh, that is kind of my job is uh, LP delivery. So nice. They don't want to really mention blowing houses off foundations because that just happened about a month and a half ago. Not with my company locally. Yeah. So yeah, it it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Brandon, an hour and a half. I love this. I love these long, <laughs> beautiful fun. conversations. And uh, be sure to thank Lindsay for me for letting me borrow you for about an hour and a half. I'm going to do this. Uh, let's see. Is there is there any Jamie? Do you have any other burning questions for Brandon before we let him go? No, I'm excited to see everything in three weeks, man. It's uh, it's going to be top notch. It sounds like. Sounds like you got a. Got a great scope of work ahead of you. <laughs> I'd yeah. say he's got a worse scope of work ahead of him for that Labor Day show. Oh, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is true. This no. is true. <laughs> yeah, it's, in all it's seriousness, just, you got to start on that like uh, now. <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you get off the we're, phone here, we're still arguing over music and, and what we're what, what exactly we're gonna do. So that's what the text alerts were for. <laughs> yeah. They heard but, the uh, podcast. You're like, uh, you haven't started scripting yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll, it'll, you know, like I said, finale will be the only thing that's really scripted. If anything, just the minds and comments here and there, and yeah, you know, it's it's not anything huge in, in the way. I mean, you know, not to keep this going, but. Yeah. Uh, Dude, last- I could talk. I, I'm telling you, I could talk for hours about this shit. The people that are like, you know, oh, you, this podcast is too long. It. I say, fuck them. I don't care. I love conversations like this. That's I could talk about fireworks for, for the rest of my life until I'm blue in the face. Pause. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> last two or three years of doing this show. I mean, I've went out and pocketed, you know, out, out of my own wallet, you know, not even donations or anything. You know, it's like light yeah. of flakes, you know, like I mean, it's just something of your own creation. I mean, yep. I've, I put out four or $5,000 and I'm just like, Hey, I can't do it. You know, I'm doing sky wars, uh, you know, so completely scaled back a yeah. lot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to be a 20 minute long, huge pyro musical with five positions. You know, it's going to be a hand fired show of, yeah. you know, yep. one to three positions, if that, and, uh, you know, scripted finale, of like four minutes maybe yeah yeah so i love it dude i'm so excited and i'm so happy for you that you got this opportunity and you know i i hope that the experience you know isn't an experience that i i remember what it was like doing the unlimited show and you know it's it's the experience spans the spectrum right it's it's both positive and negative and you know i i hope with all my heart that you're having a, a stellar experience with all of it. And I, I really, truly can't wait to see the show. So far it's, it's, it's been really good. You know, like I said, just kind of nerve wracking because you just, you build and build for this for so long. And, uh, I just hope everything works out like it's, like it's planned to, you know? So I really appreciate that. And, and, uh, Man, when everything goes off, you'll know it because I'll be <laughs> yeah, jumping it'll up be and a down sigh screaming. Of relief afterwards. You can uh, we'll go to the campfire and we have a beer after that. 
beers on me. That's good. Jamie, write that down. I need to bring beer. Uh, I got that covered, but stop talking about it. Stop talking about it. <laughs> Say it, Brandon. Stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs>